Hey, it's me, Stephanie, and this is Sanctioned by Stephanie. And today we have the most recent Diva Cup winner, winner of Diva Cup 3. Also, my uh, my uh, classmate in the Mike Leary uh, Funny is Funny class with One Mike Entertainment. Um, f- fucking fantastic comic. I'm sorry. We're supposed to be clean with this. I'm just saying she's a fantastic comic. Every time I see her, she just throws she throws down on the stage. Please, everybody, welcome Visionary Speaks. The champ is here. The champ is here. I love that he had to do. He did the champ is here, champion of Diva Cup. Yes, Let, ma'am. Let's talk about it. All right, because talk about it's a little it. bit of controversy because uh, uh, you were not a semifinalist. I was not. You were not. So we thought. So we thought. <laughs> I he, call. I called you the wild card. Yeah. Yes, so what? So what happened at uh, Diva Cup? Keisha, no, I ended up leaving to go host for uh, Miss Joyce over at Starters. Mm -hmm. and uh we couldn't find her and i'm like you know what i have a setup with my show i do this with my show i have and last time we had eight semifinalists. i said this time i like to beef up the competition a little bit i want there to be 10 so when it was like there's nine i'm like no bueno i'm gonna pull the the next person that i think should have been on this roster and i was telling you right before Right before this right. all happened, I was outside with Heather Kyles. She had handed me the list of all the semifinalists. And I was like, so if you had a number 11, who would it be? And she said, oh, visionary for sure. And I was yes. like, yeah, me too. Me too. So when we went back in and this all happened, I said to myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to go to the judges. I'm not going to ask them. I'm just going to do it myself. Cause you know what? This is my fucking show, it is your show. <laughs> and I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> So I said, visionary, you're going to be, uh, you're, you're the summit, you're a semifinals finalist. Like you go up there and do it, you know? And what'd you do? You went up there and you ripped it up. God did. God (laughs) did. And you got into the, you got into the finals. It was you, Toy Tutal and Cliff DeMarco Mm -hmm. and all three of you tore up every round of the competition like yes. i mean like I, I if i were to have gone through like i literally was like yes this is the three people that deserve to be here and it's so random and it's whatever you get and you know what girl you ended up you ended up tearing it up hey, and congratulations man. to thank you. you thank you thank you thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you uh, for bringing me back mm-hmm. um yeah, it was a great competition. Kudos and shout outs to Stephanie. She always puts up the, a great show. Yeah. With the Diva Cup is such a um it's a fun. great variety. I mean, like I love improv mm-hmm. and I love doing things off the cuff and that show is surrounded around improv comedy. Right. Which you know is not easy. Doing comedy as a whole isn't easy, but yeah. doing like regular hit, be funny on the spot. Like right. that's not always easy. And for here's a lot something of to go with. Yeah. Um anybody really stand out to you that night that made you laugh? Like it either any Diaper round. Man. Diaper Man. Diaper, Diaper Man. Diaper Man. Maybe nobody came more prepared than him. Fat Steve from Flint. 
Yeah, he was yeah. Cupid. <laughs> he was Cupid. He was a, I, I said I want to, I want to see a Cupid, and you know what? I saw a Cupid. I saw some stretch marks, and I saw a couple scars. Oh, come on, <laughs> you saw that baby bump. <laughs> the baby bump. Uh, the person that stood out with me is going to also uh, for for me was uh, Brett Solferino, and he's yes. going to also be um, your uh, co judge. Absolutely. At the uh, at the next so. Diva, at the next Diva Cup at Parts and Labor Bar. Um polyamory is what he got mm-hmm. and he went and and i thought he was i thought he for a moment he paused and i thought he want i'm like you want another topic he's like fuck you i'm still talking no, about I'm stupid polyamory talk <laughs> i'm still We're talking about round it. two yeah same thing. so what do you think what, what what is your um your strategy when you do my show when you do diva cup so um do you want to do rapid fire or do you kind of just fi- see what you get i prefer rapid fire mm-hmm. um just because i want to test myself with the creativity and then, you know, being able to hear what people thought would be nice to put in that box. And there's right. some interesting stuff in there that they thought would be nice to put, put in, in that, that box. box. <laughs> so I was really going doing a kudos to the crowd and like, hey, we're going to represent you, baby. Right. What did you say? Oh, shit. No, you shouldn't say that. Yeah, that shouldn't be a thing. Right. So. <laughs> but I'm going to talk about it for two seconds and then move on. Yep, And then move on. Yeah. And if I go, I go. And if I don't, I don't. Hey, man. <laughs> and then the timing. You don't know how long you got up there. You never know how long. What is it? 60 seconds it's, is. It's yes. And, and, and actually, sometimes it seems like it's forever it does and sometimes some. yeah and sometimes i always feel like i got more but for some people i'm like that baby just want to get off the stage yeah but just, I, I mean get off. i set that i set that alarm to go up like i think it malfunctioned like twice but yes. i literally am like okay get the hell off the stage get you know stage. and that's the one thing it's like uh it's 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 so fast there's so many people you got so many people in your face that's it's it's overwhelming but yes. it's it's also like I'm used to this because of holiday dinners <laughs> growing up with a big family. We so, all playing double dutch. So I'm you like, get in, you get in, you get in. Like, I'll go over here and talk to you. I'll go over here and talk to you. Yes. Okay. And then, and then I'd have people coming out of nowhere and they're like, uh, Hey, so how does this go again? And I'm like, Oh God, that's why I have to do the yeah. demonstration. That's why I have to do the. Oh, so I'm going to have you rapid fire demo. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I'm going to have Brett do one topic demo. So we'll do that at the next one, but it's going to be really fun. It's going to be really freaking fun. Um, hi. Hi. <laughs> hello, 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 it's everybody so, out there. It's so funny because Visionary showed up so fucking beautiful. Oh, the house down, baby. Got blue lips, sparkly jacket. It's 53 degrees in Michigan. And she's and like, um, I'm like, it's an audio podcast. Fuck. <laughs> Just know, y'all, I did the extras for you, so it should come through in my voice. Right. So, all right, Visionary. AKA the diva's got to give on. your real name, but, yes. um, but I've called you by your real name before <laughs> she has mistakenly. Don't call me by your real name. Call me mother. No, we don't give out them government names. Cause yes, we got good baby. ass, real jobs. Good job. Yeah, honey. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about yourself though. Um, where'd you grow up? So I grew up in Detroit, born and raised. Okay. Um, what's it? Seven mountain living noise. Okay. Um, which is ironic because I definitely went to Ferndale which is a cross eight. <laughs> but my parents wanted a better life for me than okay. Mumford. No, no. It's anybody who went to Mumford. My mom went to Mumford. Uh-huh. But she was like, absolutely not. Right. Um, you're going to go to a suburban school and you're going to use a different address. So I ended up going to Ferndale right across eight. And so um, you got good mama and daddy then. <laughs> oh, they, 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 did, they wanted more from me. Pushing you for the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I, I'm, I'm hood adjacent because mm-hmm. it's like our house 
is in a nice neighborhood and everybody right. like mows their lawn and shit. You go two blocks up, baby, you in a whole different country. Yeah. And it's just like I grew up in that interjection between like hood and classy. Yeah. So that and that's the whole like my family is like I got the the cool, you know, come from the hood side of my yeah. family. Then I got the lawyers and the doctors on my dad's right. side of my right. family and all that. So it's kind of like I am both people. And I feel the same way. Like, honestly, like you can go up to the gas station over in Lincoln Park here and buy three Lucy. And a I know. Rap. Or I you can like, go down the street here. Parks up the street, and then I came here. I was like, "What is the condominium? What is going I, on I know. here? It's, it's such a mind fuck, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's 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 just like a complete like uh, splooge of every kind yes. of person in this area here. I love that. I I, I do too because it, you know what? It's like it makes people more real. I think when you have you have uh you you see how hard people have to work for what they have. And then like, and also you see the people who are suffering yeah. and, and who are having a hard time too. And you know how, what the struggle is. Like it creates a balanced person, a really good comedian. You know? I know. I yeah. Know. That's beautiful. So, um, so where did you, end, where did you end up going to high school? I went to Farndale okay. and then, um, I actually ended up going off. I got my bachelor's degree from Western Michigan in creative writing. Oh, you went to KZU? Yes. <laughs> how was KZU? Kazu was cool where the college was. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside is just regular life, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I love Western. It really let me have a foundation of like just who I am and learning myself and growing. You know, while I was there, I joined a sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, honey. It's ingrained in me first and finest. And then I never um, realized until comedy how big oh, fraternities huge. and sororities are for the black huge. community. Yeah. It's, it's a really big deal. It's really ingrained in our culture. And mm-hmm. It comes from, uh, you know, very empowered people. And then you never know how many people in leadership, how many celebrities, right. how many like being a part of the sorority is just like I'm two degrees close to Kamala Harris or, you know, right, like all right, these other exactly. people. It's a networking thing. I'm definitely. in the same vein as them in some kind of way in my life, you know, and that makes me feel really proud. I, it's so much different than white people's because I feel like white people's were just to like go and get hammered at frat and sorority parties and like, you yes. know, fuck guys and stuff. And like, <laughs> it's a different I mean, experience. It, 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 and, and then it's like, well, yeah, you, you probably communicate and network later on down the road, but like, you, know, you know, they threw up in your bathroom. Like, you know, like I mean, it was that kind of thing. So, um, so sorority Western, um, how'd you get into your profession? Well, it's crazy. Cause I just love debt so much that I went <laughs> back and got another degree, a master's degree <laughs> in, um, school counseling and community counseling. So my original de- degree was a dual master's degree in, in counseling. And I actually started at the state, state of Michigan, mm-hmm. um, at MRS, helping people with disabilities find jobs. Okay. And I was doing that when the pandemic hit. So I was working from home. Okay. And I I love, you never figure out that you love certain aspects of your job when they take away certain aspects of your job. Yep. I learned that hugely during the pandemic because once they take they took away me being able to go to my coworker's office and shoot the shit mm-hmm. for an hour to invent <laughs> in between yep. that in between of just socializing with people. They just took that away and put me on a computer and I hated it. Yeah. I hate it every day. I remember I got up one day and I literally cried at my laptop <sighs> and I, I knew that that was the day I had to leave. Like I was done. Yeah. Um, Girl, I feel you. I it, was stuck was in this hard. basement. I was stuck in this basement. We did not have the studio set up. It was just this table and me and a computer and, 
And I literally like to make myself feel better. I would like order food. <laughs> like I would order oh, DoorDash yeah. or, you know, just to have a communication with somebody at the front exactly. door. Exactly. And you they're know? like, don't touch me. Yeah. I'm leaving this outside. And then my coworkers, <laughs> my coworkers are just calling me and bitching yeah. in between like all the multiple phone calls we're having that about how much this sucks. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, we're just our job sucks anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't don't take away the privilege. But part. they brought us back really quick. Like after probably about three months, we were there. We were back, you know, no. so it wasn't that bad. Out, you, the, you, at the state yeah. they they're still uh they can still, still do like dual uh -huh. where they spend half time at home and half time in the office but, but they're still out yeah they were out for about two years Damn. you know so somewhere in between i was like well i was just unfulfilled and i'm a spiritual person mm -hmm. so i always knew like i came out the womb with this personality mm -hmm. with this visionary personality mm -hmm. and i always knew that i wanted to be something better i like midway through my college experience i moved to atlanta georgia out of nowhere okay to follow my singing career because i i can sing i can dance i can rap i can write i used to All write right. a lot of poetry and my producers moved at the time to atlanta and I was like having a mid-college life crisis is what I call it. Yeah. And I was like, fuck this, man. I'm supposed to be a star. I can't do this educational fool. <laughs> and I was like, I'm leaving. And I, I, but my parents would not let me be a fool. They was like, you you can leave, but you got to go to school. You got to make sure everything's okay. Yeah, so yeah. I had came with a full plan. I uh, applied to Georgia State. Okay. Got into Georgia State in Atlanta. Got me a little house. Did some very uh, questionable things of finding my roommate on on Facebook, but <laughs> I was asking people about their experience. I yeah. met this girl and I was like, how do you like it? And she was like, I love it, but you know, it's important. It's expensive to live on campus. So I'm thinking about moving off campus. And I was like, girl, we can move together. <laughs> like, you never met this girl a day in my life. I was like, we can live together. No, you have one of those this. conversations where you're just best friends oh, forever. We're friends. Yeah. we're friends. And you don't seem like a killer. So did she I, kill you? No, I'm no, just kidding. But it was some shit that happened. That <laughs> yeah, ended no, up on George, Judge Joe Brown. But oh. it wasn't me. It was her. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a different story for a different podcast, y'all. So real but quick, real quick. So, so you sing, you rap, you dance, you act yes. and you do comedy. Yes. How did you know you were funny and had these talents? Like, how did, when did this, when did this, like, blessing come upon you where you realized, like, I need to do all this? Yes. So, I, I, I knew I could sing since I was little. Right. Because, I, actually, it was under my, my sister, I'm, I, I'm I always one thought of I two. could sing. <laughs> Girl, no. Like, I, I was one of two, and my older sister, she's about five years older than me. She came out singing, like she was singing and stuff. And all the people would be like, oh, your sister has a beautiful voice, beautiful voice. Of course, the little sister is like, I want to do it too. Yeah. And be annoying and shit. The oops, baby. So, yes. So I, <laughs> nah, I was the marriage baby. You were after the marriage baby. Oh, like, she was the oops, baby. Yeah, okay. nah, they were like, after the second kid, they were like, maybe we should make this shit official. <laughs> it was so crazy, you know? So I know Here exactly. Right. I promise. I promise to love faithfully because yes. we have two kids. Yeah, after the two. Cause so I, I always know my parents' anniversary because it's around when I was born. So <laughs> I, I know that, that they've been together for 32 years. I love that Because shit. I'm 32 years old. So like it, it, it kind of like, I knew that I had that talent of singing. Yeah. I always could put words together. Comedy, on the other hand, I would if you would have told me at 22, 23, even any age before like 25. If you had told me at 35. That I was going <laughs> yeah. to get a master's degree and become a comedian. 
I would be like, you a fool. <laughs> like, why would I go through all those limbs to go to comedy? That, Absolutely. I could do that for free. Right. And yeah, and why would I get out there like that? And I never really understood that that jump in until, like I said, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, and I don't know if you're you have the same experience. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I had been grooming myself for comedy for years. Right. I've been watching, I used to come home and watch Deaf Comedy Jam on DVD. My mm-hmm. dad had all of them and I would watch these DVDs after school. Yep. I wasn't even supposed to because my parents were strict about cursing. They wouldn't want us listening to it, but we would watch it before they got home, me right. and my friend. And we Get would go in. to school and quote them. <laughs> yeah. So like when we would do a joke, it would be like, um, one of the comedians back, uh, back in the day, he did a joke about this blind man that got shot at but he was doing like sign language to tell him because they thought he was gang signing. Yes, but he was yes, really. I know exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Is that Tommy Davidson? I, I can't think, think it, who was, it was. I can't remember who it was. I don't think it was one that took off, but that was yeah. one joke that stayed with me because he was like, y'all shooting at the moon. And he yeah, did like he the, did the whole thing and the, yeah. and the poop sign. And I was like, that's hilarious. And I remember like old school Chris Tucker when he robbed his own mama, yep. you know, in the car. And I yep. used to die laughing. And my favorite genre was always comedy. And I was always that friend in my friend group making everybody laugh. Yeah. And I never knew that I would make that into a profession. But I was like, this is I'm good at this. And it feels good to see other people happy. So when it came about like comedy came to me in a weird place, because like I said, I was working for the state. Right. Um, I was trying to make a transition and I just prayed. I said, God, I know I'm talented. I know everything that I have to give. The life that I'm living isn't fulfilling enough for me. Yeah. Which is wild because at the time I had just gotten married. Mm-hmm. I had a house. I had a, a, a house full of puppies. My my dog just had puppies. I had five puppies. I had Yorkies. How the fuck are you be mad when you you holding a Yorkie? Baby Yorkie. Like, I, I, it's no way. And I was like, why am I not happy? You know, right. like, why in all this that I've been blessed with, if I'm, I'm still unfulfilled. And I said, it's because I'm not living my I'm dream. I'm so glad you weren't like, I'm just going to get pregnant. Yes. Because <laughs> no. that's, that's what a lot of women do. A lot of women do. They're like, what can I take it to the next level? A child. child. Like, and it's no. like, no. No. You, Figure you, you something else out. Do something for yourself. I could have had a third kid. I did comedy instead. Yes. The, uh, good choice. Yeah. You know, way yeah. cheaper. Way but, cheaper. <laughs> nah, <laughs> it's kind of expensive, too. Uh, yeah. it, can, it can get that way. It can get that way. But it can be lucrative, ridiculous. too. You can, yes. you can end up making money in the back end. Exactly. So, so that's where I made the transition. Did your husband encourage you? No. 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 Did anyone? No, 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 no. Nobody would have expected me to do this. It, it, like... So it's really, like, out of left field. It was God-driven because, like, honestly, I had... I had got to the point where I broke down again Mm -hmm. at work, which was my living room. Or no, I was... My guest room, I broke down in. And I just said, God, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I was like, I I can't... And we were isolated. So I was like, Jesus... Um, so I'm isolated. I'm not doing tough. what I love. I'm glad your marriage stuck through it, man. Oh, <laughs> believe me. The struggle was real. We were too busy trying to fix other people's marriage. So that's what saves ours. Um, but oh. I was just like, I was done. And um, I was like, you got to tell me what I have to do. Because I can't keep living like this. Right. And I meant that. Like, I meant that with the most severity of terms. Like, I can't keep living like, like this. this. It was just this, I, I call it the burden of uh, like destiny. Yeah. And I, I had this burden in my heart of like, you're supposed to be something greater. You're supposed to be something greater. I've been hearing it since I was a kid because I had all this talent and all this stuff. It's like, you're supposed to be something greater. Why are you living this regular I, life? I feel it, you're that. You're supposed to be something I feel greater. That. And it, it got to the point where it depressed me 
mm-hmm. to not be doing something greater. And I just said, I need to know what you want me to do. And I went to sleep that night. And in the middle of the night, I started hearing words in my head. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to them and I was like, these are jokes. And I'm like, what, what, what is this? Why, why are you telling me jokes? So I grabbed my phone. I type everything down that I'm hearing, all these things that I'm hearing in my head. And I get up in the morning and I read it again. I read it back to myself. It was a 15-minute set. Yep. 15 minutes worth of material. Now, I haven't done comedy a day in my life, but I know 15 minutes is pretty hard to have. Did you do poetry before, too? Yes. Okay. So I knew I could write, but mm-hmm. it's just like illustrating a story. So after I w- woke up and did that, I was like, is this what you want me to do? Yeah. And you got the calling. Yeah, I really did you get a calling. literally got the calling. Sweetheart, I, I completely, it came I completely feel you because I mean, like I was going through it during COVID too. And it's like, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to like put it all out there, but like we're ha- we have, we're having difficulties yeah. in our marriage and our kids are, it's difficult and all this stuff. And I just sit there and I write, you know, in the middle of the night when it comes yes. to you. And I feel like, yeah, I, I believe in God. I fully believe in God. And I feel like that's like you were, that voice. Yeah, it's, that it's voice, that in the voice back that's of your head. that's leading you. Yes, yes, pushing you. Always. And I always I'm not I'm a making you not queen. making you better all the time, no. just supporting you. It's telling you, know? you the truth. That's what yes, it is. Honesty. It doesn't feel good all the time it because doesn't. it can also tell you how shitty you are. Yep. And how hard on yourself you are and how you're in your own way. So that's what happened. Like I, I woke up, I said, Is this what you want me to do? And Ironically enough, I have a friend in comedy who has started maybe two years before me. Who's that? Um, Josiah Jones. Oh, Josiah. Okay. Yes, All Josiah. Right. All right. He was my eyebrow guy. I, girl, <laughs> I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> he I will get you together. That's okay. right. I was laughing. I was laughing because my cousin in Flint, she's like, I want to do your eyebrows and stuff. And I'm yes. like, but it's Flint. You know, I got to oh drive my God, up don't there. Don't trust that bitch. Go to Josiah. <laughs> He's so good. And no, he, we got, he we got a shout out. We got a shout out my cousin, Nicole, because she took all the the pictures for, um, Come on, uh, for, uh, for Diva Cup. Canna Lash Queen. Uh, Canna Lash Queen Photography. Check her out. She's yes. in Flint. She is a completely marijuana friendly salon too. Oh, I love so, that for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Okay, yes, visit that bitch then. Um, but yeah, so Josiah has started in comedy okay. and he added me to a Facebook group for comedians. Before yeah. I even got into comedy. Oh, I was, so I, you were an MCN before you yeah, even got into comedy. I was just I didn't, well, one, I questioned it. I'm like, why he add me to this group? Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not a comedian. But right. when I finally got that calling, I remembered that he added me to that, that group. Mm-hmm. So I went back to that group and I found an open mic that was virtual. And that's where it all began. I started to go to open mics virtually. virtually. And it opened up so many doors because whereas I was not, you know, ew, virtual comedy you know like that like other comedians were <laughs> no. i was open to it and it, i got introduced to so many people i got introduced to the creative deaf comedy jam right i got introduced with all these people from um california chicago new york you know yeah. it's so many people that See, I i'm a fan about. i'm a fan of the virtual mics at the in the beginning i didn't know anything really about it because mm-hmm. i was i started i did two open mics and everything shut down again yeah so a lot of the comics a lot of the guys that I had met, like that were out there in these streets, mm-hmm. they were like, virtual mics are weird. Like I wanted to do one myself, you know? Yeah, which they are. And they were like, it's weird. It's a little bit weirder. But I've done Metaverse with, with T-Barb. And I love that. That was so fun. 
I have to so do it. Fun. I have the I have the lens. My husband bought it. You never used Oculus? it again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Never used it again. Oh, you got to hit up T Barb and do I'm her and do, do her it. room because it is so fun. And there's so many people that show up, and you're just like it's. And Insane. it's funny because like nobody has bodies. Everybody's just like floating heads and torsos. They're floating heads and torsos, and you're just like, all right, um, I'm gonna sit here and talk about genitalia for a minute, and you don't have any. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Yes, you floating head. No, but it's 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 a it's a really like all the virtual stuff is so like it's mind blowing how you can reach out to people and touch so many people, so many people, and the fact that so many people were closed off to it. And what the pandemic offered is like also people you never would have met. We're sitting at home doing nothing. Like I message, and I'm not even a DM person. Like, but I message Gary Owen, just yeah. be like, "Hey, I'm a, a new comedian. Is there any advice for me? Right. Like, you know, I love your comedy things." Like, he wrote me back. I did wild shit like that too. Yes, I'm like, <laughs> why not? And you know, it's all weird for me with social media because before becoming becoming a comedian. I was not that type of person where I needed people to follow me. I was looking for people to give me my <laughs> kudos and likes. I was my own girl. And if you like it, yep. you like it. I knew who I knew. And I blocked the other people. Like <laughs> literally on my Facebook, there is still like you have to friend request me. And it's like hundreds of people in my friend request mm-hmm. inbox because I don't check that shit. But it's just like I didn't need people to love me. You know, right, I right. already love me. So social media is very weird for me. That's why my number's so low. Please follow me, Comedian Visionary Speaks. Yep. On all platforms. My numbers are super low because I don't know how to promote myself. Yeah. And I also don't care to. See, a lot of the things that people... Okay, so I got a lot of kudos from a lot of the guys that are like... Like Bill Bouchard gave me major kudos when I came to his class. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, this girl has been promoting the hell out of herself like before she was even a comedian. And I'm like... I'm literally just making a Facebook or Instagram story (laughs) of me and my kids and it's funny, you know, and that, and that's really what it is. It's like the more real you are with people, the more that people will be connected to you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in all of this. I mean, like you, you, uh, that's the one thing is like, if you, if you put yourself out there, they're always going to eat up any kind of material you make. Like, you know, especially if, as long as you're real and you're from your heart. With yeah. it, so you find your tribe. Yeah, for yeah. you find your tribe. It's so wild. Like comedy is a tribe. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Um. So I know you had said a couple different influences, but like, who are your big influences? And in, uh, you had said comedy, stand up. You know, mm-hmm. um, who are your big influences in like acting and um, just overall comedy, well, I acting, think, everything. Yeah. Who's I, your I, egot? Who's your egot? <laughs> okay, so um. Let's see. It's a it's a few people like I always think of um like when it comes to female comedians, I'm a big fan of when Wanda Sykes. Absolutely. Um I just love her style of comedy, her candidacy. Um She don't and, give a fuck. Yes, the <laughs> I don't give a fuck attitude about it. Um, but I go across the board because I love Tony Baker too. All right. <laughs> you know? Okay. Okay. And just his ability to be so relatable to mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. you know. But I grew up on Bernie Mac. I grew up on um Martin Lawrence and mm-hmm. Chris Tucker and those type of people. And my favorite comedian is Dave Chappelle across the board. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. Um, so those are my like comedy influences. But your, your hair influences Nicki Minaj right now. Oh, it is. <laughs> it, it, it's hilarious because when um she first came out and when I first started doing my makeup, a lot of people connected me to Nicki Minaj because we yeah. both have these chick 
cheekbones yep and like the the kind of almost asian eye features mm-hmm. and things like that and the fact that i love to change my voice i know and me too things like that <laughs> and, and people will be like nikki down and, yeah. I, and it's, it's crazy because i fought against it so much yeah not because of like um i didn't see the resemblance it right was, i didn't like that bitch when she first came out <laughs> nobody like, really did. i didn't like no people loved her and i was like on the i wasn't outs i wasn't her. really down with her until Maybe like a like moment for life. Okay. That, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't even her music because mm-hmm. she's a dope artist. Like it wasn't that for mm-hmm. me. It was her attitude. Mm-hmm. It was the the cockiness of right. her to come in so hot against some of other female artists like Lil' Kim and then things like that. And I'm real like uh, into culture and knowing your history and mm-hmm. being humble to the people who came before you. Yeah. And she came in real hot and I was yeah. like, fuck this. I'm you the know? best. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like real ego driven and it wasn't paying homage to the people who came before her. Yeah. And I didn't respect that about her. So when people made the connection, I was like, nah, I'm not Nicki Minaj. I don't look nothing like her. I feel like, I feel like female rappers are probably some of the funniest people. Hilarious. In- Cardi. Cardi. All day. All day. Hilarious. Cause she's so real. You yeah. know, she's I mean, so but we, we we shady like women as a whole (laughs) are shady shady people we are the worst to each other and that's what i i hated about it it's just like why are we living the stereotype that it only has to be one right female black rap star you know when it's look at how many there are now now. there's so many and it's like as long as you leave the door open that's cool like that i think the same way in comedy you gotta support other women yes bring Bring other women up. up support each other like it's it and like, and you know the world we live in. It can be very competitive for no reason, particularly with with female comedians. Like, it's always only one or two on a platform with a mm-hmm. bunch of guys. Like, we don't get the the no. space that we deserve a lot of times. It's getting better when it's a full lady roster. It's a lady show. It's a lady show, <laughs> and now you're not gonna have the males. And 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 I watched the documentary of uh, women aren't funny, mm-hmm. and it was. So so good. Yeah. It was so good just because of the fact that like hearing the perspectives of women in the industry at high levels. And I actually, when I first started, you I don't even know if it's still on my Facebook, but I put women aren't funny. I put a picture of myself and they said women, women aren't, aren't funny. funny. Mm-hmm. And it was just to, to kind of play against that, that idea that just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I'm not funny. You know, right. everybody's comedy ain't for everybody, but that doesn't mean that just because I'm a woman, I can't be funny. Right. And there's so many women that have um, went against that stereotype. But then in the same token, I have to be honest with myself about how I view comedy and, and how women are shitty to each other. In my lineup, you only mm-hmm. heard like maybe one or two women right. in my comedy lineup. Mm-hmm. And that's just real. When there are so many others that right. should be in there, but I think we've been kind of trained to like focus on men mm-hmm. and say like, nah, they're the best because they have the most visibility, right? Like, which is not true. No, you know, no, no. It's like my my favorite female comic of all time is Joan Rivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's like, and she made a she made a living of being like the one chick in the boys club. Yeah, you know, and it's like we just have to keep pushing ourselves in, and then we're all the chicks in the boys club. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, so with that said, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you before we take a break, uh, in the comedy community, you know, there's always some like really weird, uncomfortable shit that's happened. What's like the weirdest, most uncomfortable thing that you've experienced in the comedy community or doing comedy? Yeah. You know, it's wild because, um, and I'm not inviting nobody. So just don't take that as that. Mm -mm. But, I don't get approached by men. Okay. 
as beautiful as I look, as cool as I am, mm -hmm. I give off big dick energy. <laughs> and men don't approach me because one, they kind of know don't come to her with some bull. Mm -hmm. You know, I have the I have the confidence of a two parent household. Absolutely. And I don't settle. Mm -hmm. And and it doesn't help that I'm married. Yeah. You know, and that really like for me it's it's the greatest thing because it's an ultimate deterrent. Right. And people of like weaker Stature won't even try. Right. So I haven't had the push up on of like inappropriate male attention in the industry. Like some people who are probably single out here. Who right. Get, and thank God for that. Um, but what about like any kind of like weird or mentally unstable kind of things that so, you've seen? Yeah, I've seen it across the board. Okay. Which is um, coming from a different industry than comedy. Um, like I came from the mental health field, mm -hmm. you know, when I came into comedy and then I noticed that comedy, you know, coming in, because I, I, I came in asking about the business mm -hmm. of comedy. Mm -hmm. And I posted on Facebook and one of the comedy groups, like, could anybody, like, give me advice on what the, like, the business is? And how mm -hmm. do you how do you put your prices out there and things like that? What right. do you expect? And all I got was cynicism from comedians in the really? comment section. They're like, you expect to get paid? Good luck with that, girl. <sighs> and, like, you want to know about business. And it was just so cynicism. It was so much like, oh, God, y'all don't know that y'all are getting pimped. Right. Like, comedians, I didn't know that about the comedy world because on the outside, looking in, when you're just a patron, mm -hmm. you see that you have a two-drink minimum at every club you go to. Yeah. And, you know, you may pay at the door, mm -hmm. but little do you know, the comic that is entertaining you at that moment, whether it's good or bad, didn't get paid at all that night. Right. And it's just like baffling to me because it's an industry that's really pimping these comedians. You should be paid do, for your talent. You should be paid for your time, whether it's good mm -hmm. or not. If I'm up here bombing in front of you. That's probably funny to you mm -hmm. and awkward at the same time that you're bombing. So that's entertainment. Right. If I'm doing amazing. You weren't going to have anything else happening tonight right. if we didn't, didn't show up. pay for, yeah. you know, this this entertainment. And I didn't know, like, how, because how, one, comedians do come from a lot of mental health issues. Oh, yeah. Just, it, what, what is born out of laughter is so Out of visceral. tragedy, yeah. It's really laughter and tragedy mm -hmm. is the same, you know, and for a lot of comedians. And the fact that they're still in a traumatic relationship with comedy. Right. And they don't even know it. They have no clue. <laughs> and whether they're good or bad, they're not getting paid their worth. Right. They're settling. They're accepting whatever is given. And they just do this day after day after day. And they're here doing late nights. Yeah. That I've been at comedy clubs. I feel you. Clubs. I've been that person. Oh, we've been yeah. that person. We've been that person. I've been at comedy clubs on a weekday, not going up till 12 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And having to go to work in the morning. I'm mm -hmm. like, this is a violent relationship. It's toxic. <laughs> it's it's so toxic as fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, just to think that, like, how many people are getting paid off of comedians that they don't have to pay? Mm-hmm. Like, mm -hmm. this is a terrible relationship. And I have a master's degree, and I just signed up for this. This is right. insane to me. Right. But I know also where it can go. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people, they call it paying their dues. What it really is, is getting, you know, because I know we want to be clean, getting F'd in the A. Um, oh, you can Over swear. and over <laughs> and over again. I only say clean because I'm like, you right. know, we're, I'm just trying to like watch <laughs> out for Mike. We're trying to work on it. I'm sorry, mentor. Sorry, Mike. Sorry. We, we totally yes. fucked up. Okay. Jesus saves. 
But um, <laughs> yeah, so it's really a messed up industry in the way that we're getting used for yeah. our talent, but we're not getting paid our worth. And nobody even knows how to get paid yeah. the way they want to. So mm-hmm. it's a like for me and you, of course, we have jobs we can go back to. But for the people who yeah. have really committed to this, it's a love hate relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be damning sometimes. And it's it is hard to get a show where you actually produce money, money. enough it, that I will tell you, I'm going to be completely honest with everyone right now. The first Diva Cup show that I actually made a hundred dollars off of. And that's what I made was this last show. Come on, baby. And, and I sold and we sold oh. the door and we sold the door. But I'll tell you what, we made enough money to pay, pay you everybody to pay Ken to pay uh, Heather. I'm not paying my audience judge ever. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, they volunteer, for the they volunteer for the shenanigans. So, um, but I, and, and my doorman over here, like mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, that's all I really want to do is just make sure everyone has something everybody in their pocket when something. they go. The other 30 comics, I'm sorry, it's a competi- competition. Yeah, you know? and they so, know. And they, they know. They're used to getting f than the A. Yeah, <laughs> and the thing is, is like to them, to them, it's a different kind of muscle of an open mic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's they're working a different I did it for muscle. I the year before. You know, yep, like it's, yep. it's something that we all, we all do for free. Yep. And um, it, you have to love it. You have yeah. to love it because along the way when I came in, I saw so many people quit. Mm-hmm. Like when I was coming in, I was holding up the door for all the people who was going out, out. on that Facebook group because I saw mm-hmm. some traumatic. <laughs> they a lot were of posting people. like, look, during this time I sat down, I got my mental health together and I really <laughs> thought to myself, is comedy serving me? No, it's not. So I'm going to leave. And and it's bad because I'm also petty. I was like, well, get mm-hmm. the fuck out there. Like, what, you ain't got to post Bye. about that shit. Don't Bye, tell bitch. us you leaving. Just go. <laughs> That's Thank, you. Thank you. Next. The stage. Thank you. Clear next. The stage, please. Up next. You know, like. We ready. We right? ready. But it was, it's sad. In the same token, I was like, okay, well, go then. If you really going to quit, then go. Because you was. You was ready anyway. You know, comedy been whooping your ass for years. And all of a sudden the pandemic is like, oh God, here's the door. (laughs) So last thing before we take a break, besides your influences, who makes you laugh like in this comedy scene that you've experienced? Uh, You mean like as far as other comedians? Yeah, other comedians. Yeah, that we know. I mean, like I like people to name names. I'm sorry. I'm that girl. Call it out. I mean, God, in the scene. Um. So I, I she was, acts like I'm being so rough, and she's sitting here in, a, in like full it's, glitter. It's so difficult to do this. It's Get so ready. easy. Um, Get it. Yeah, Get it. So, um, I love T. Barb. I love her comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, it, at this point, I'm just shouting out people I fuck with. Yeah. Um, Danny, Danny Redwine, my oh, girl. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Of course, my mentor, Mike Larry. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, it's a, it's a she few said pe- Mike Larry like Mike, Mike Lowry, Mike Lowry. Uh, it's, it's a few people like just in the scene but you know I, I can't even name them all that's why I don't yeah. want to like, no you're good I mean if, like even just dropping a couple me, names sure you're great Paul Pipitoni oh. I always love him he listens he's our only listener so. he's great yes Tony live Tony but um <laughs> But yes, I, I, it's a few great influences that I found in in the Michigan scene. But yeah. also, like I, I came out not in the Michigan scene, not yeah. in the Detroit scene. I came out. My first bookings were in California. Yeah, you know Nicole. She knows who she is. Yes, she's out there. A couple of my friends who I've met and female black 
comedians in California mm-hmm. have been my my steak place. Yeah. And that's kind of been my home. Like okay. I, I've been there every summer. Yeah. Except for this summer, unfortunately, I'm going to go to somewhere else. But I've been there every summer since I got out. And that's how I got on the Laugh Factory. Okay. So you have a future date at the Laugh Factory. What's your date again? <sighs> Told you I was gonna. Ah. It's coming in July. <laughs> it's June 2024. Oh, 2024. Yeah. Okay. So it's gonna be next summer. If you're following me, comedian visionary speaks. Uh, um, Keep us up to date. Yes, please follow the page. She's putting it's, together it's, one hell of a set. <laughs> I, I am, and it's a lot that's coming for me. You know, acting and comedy. So just mm-hmm. stay tuned. But it's it's June 2024. I'll definitely uh, post that. But just getting to the Laugh Factory in LA. Yeah. Yeah. It, after only two years in comedy and mm-hmm. both years were in a pandemic is right. wild. To wild. Me. wild. But that, I mean, when you get the calling, you get it. You And you got to go for it. And <laughs> you, you got to go, go for it. You got to go for it. You mark it down in your calendar Indeed. and you make sure that you just hope that everything goes well. You everything know? goes well. And, and, and you work for it. Really, yeah. you do. And and I think that that's, that's the most important part because in a certain sense, I feel guilty a little bit, not a whole bunch. But I have passed up, not a whole bunch, but I passed up a lot of people who've been doing it for years. I get you. Um, Laugh Factory is a big deal. Not everybody makes it there. Yeah. And it's just based off of like my commitment to just being my authentic self in public and stuff. And people see the real in me and they want to see me win. Right. And, you know, that's why I've been able to do things that other people haven't because I've been humble in how I've moved. Right. And people respected that. And it doesn't help that I'm not no, you know, ugly girl or whatever. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I'm a pretty girl and I'm cool (laughs) as hell. So it's like, I've been able to move through this game pretty swiftly, but I'm also my own biggest enemy. And, and you know what? And you have a, you have a real, like, just natural talent about you too. I mean, like, (laughs) we always talk about, (laughs) like, we've talked about on this show with a ton of different comedians about, like, uh, you know, messing with family and stuff growing up doing doing the dozens or whatever you know like uh so so that's that's something that's like you you probably just grew up with this you have that natural ability with you so yeah we've run the dozens um yeah yeah run the dozens i I always say i always get yelled at because they're like i'm like but white people do it differently all right (laughs) we don't call it the same thing we call it fucking with each other no it's it's the same and 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 black people don't call it running a dozen i don't even know where it came from but we used to call it capping Mm-hmm. Um, it's real back of the bucks energy, mm-hmm. like you just going on each other. What we used to call joining on each other. Okay, yeah, it's a bunch of ways to call like just. But just in the drag queen community, it's reading the house down. The, yes, <laughs> which I'm also the library yes, is open. I'm partial drag queen, so you, you are. Yes, it's, I, I've claimed it, and that's okay. just a part of who I am because my personality was not like this always. <laughs> I wasn't always so exuberantly out there. Right. I used to be more timid that I am now mm-hmm. and I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race season one mm-hmm. all those years ago mm-hmm. and I just saw these men in dresses yeah get up yeah. get up on this platform and be their full self and not care at not all give a shit. about yep. what people thought about them and I'm like then why can't I do that right and it opened up a whole nother part of my personality like mm-hmm. half of me is drag queen right, right because like anything and it's crazy because some people don't know what I was, I'm talking about because they don't they're not in that community no. like when I say read the house down yeah or, you know I use a lot of honey diva yes, yes. Boots, yeah all of that and yeah. it's not even from a like and what I've learned is some people they call it uh fag hagging um, yeah, yeah, yeah. when like you're just 
following you're, the gay community. You're a heterosexual cool. woman. No, I've been called a fag hag before. Yes, yeah. I've only been called once. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't think we can say that word, but oh, I just yeah. said it. F <laughs> hagging woman. Um, <laughs> I, I've only been called it once, but it was from somebody who didn't understand where it came what it from. was. And and on top of that, um, like people who know me and when I'm in that area in the community, if I go out. Like, it's not even, I'm not approaching it with a commodity kind of attitude to it. It's yeah. kind of like, and it, it is weird because another comedian who is also uh, a spiritual person mm-hmm. who's kind of connected to that world said mm-hmm. that I was actually a gay man at mm-hmm. one point. And I lived a life as a gay man and died young. And she just prophesize that for yeah. me and I believe the shit out of it yeah. like <laughs> I seriously think at one point I wasn't there's gay that big man. dick energy right Come there on, it's somewhere in there it's <laughs> somewhere. right behind but yes no I do believe that I was probably a gay man in the past life okay and he was exuberant as hell <laughs> and I just can't get rid of him so when I found that community I felt like that's where I belong we're gonna like, call, we're gonna name him Joffrey yes, yes. <laughs> the other side of visionaries the gay man side of he Visionary is, space is everything. He is all the things. He's controlling it yes. all. Yes. And he's just like, girl, put on that blue lipstick. You look good today. <laughs> he's like, do all the colors. Don't forget the one color. Do triple colors. Yes. All the colors. And that's why I love it because it's not like, I just feel like that's where I belong. I feel mm-hmm. most comfortable in that community because one, because I'm not a hater. Yeah. And they big up everybody. No, absolutely. If they see you and you look good, bitch, they gonna let you know. Ooh, honey, you doing all the things today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what I do to my people. I be like, anytime I see Stephanie, I be like, yeah, Stephanie, I see what you're doing there, girl. You better do it. She's like, wear that flower. Come on, you wear that flower. What flower? <laughs> Yo, flower. Like, I just believe in bigging people up. And that's, yeah. that's that gay energy of no, like, cause, do cause, that. Because the gay community has always been brought down just like just yes. like all these all the other minority we're communities all minorities. Yeah, yeah for real and, and women too i'm gonna throw women yeah, in the mix no, we're in there yeah we're in there yeah. for sure and 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 we can't lie gay hold culture, on to my tiny little minority comes i got from black female culture <laughs> it does like a lot of the 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 exuberance of like the yes, because black girl, females yes, raise a lot of these men <laughs> yes and they get it they get a lot mm-hmm. of inspiration from black women mm-hmm. and i appreciate that you know so i i just see me in both sides and yeah. I, I feel like that's where a lot of my inspiration comes from mm-hmm. is drag queens like bob the drag queen if you listening i baby, love him oh my honey, god honey get me on your show i love you and Monet, but he he's one of those my inspirations in the drag world because yeah. he's also a comedian and he's a drag queen and he's a winner, baby. Oh my god, I love I love Bob the drag queen. I love Shangela. Yes. Um, I love Trixie Mattel. All of them. My local drag queen, the other Downriver Diva, okay. and we and we both refer to each other as the other Downriver Diva, which is funny <laughs> as hell because we're like, I had it first. No, you had it first. But um, Whitney Naomi, yes. she's fantastic. I want to do more stuff with her. I actually did a, um, a comedy show with her in Wyandotte. And about seven or eight of those people that were sitting in the back of Trixie's came from that show. That's amazing. At, at Diva Cup. Came to Diva Cup because of that show. And that's just like, that's what it is. They it just, support the community support. Dude. And, and like the support is all because of the talent that you bring mm-hmm. too. And and people love that. So um, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with a lot more of Visionary Speaks. Get into this.
Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, the Downriver Diva presents Diva Cup 4 at Parts and Labor Bar in Melvindale. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. And our theme is totally 80s. One of your judges for the night will be this woman right here, the yes. winner of Diva Cup 3, Visionary Speaks. Come on, ho, I want to dance with somebody. Yes, baby, Help. come on out. It is I, the Diva Queen extraordinaire, comedian Visionary Speaks, winner of the Diva Cup 3, baby. <laughs> we need you to come on out, come on out, come on out. We are having this Diva Cup 4 80s edition, baby. Come out in your flair and 80s do wear, okay? We want to see it the house down, baby. Put on the looks. Put on the wig. Put on the pants with the floats. All right, let's get the shoes with the boats. All right, let's do the things, honey. Come on out, Diva Cup number four. Four. (laughs) We are doing the most... And it is going to be a great night. Please come out. It is 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. at Parts and Labor Bar on April the 8th. Uh, I will be in my most uh, Madonna attire. (laughs) So please, like a virgin. All right. We're going to take your virginity with this improv comedy competition. All right, people. So make sure you come out and make sure you support everything with DRD Entertainment, the Downriver Diva. Thank you. And come out to Diva Cup 4. See you. See you there. Visionary speaks. Bad bitch energy. For the children. We need need to do a music video. Oh, really? (laughs) Girl. It's the new new Ebony and Ivory. All right. Oh, we gonna get them. Charlie Baltimore style. That's where you even Charlie Baltimore. And we'll both do our Nicki Minaj voices. Yes, yes. The children aren't ready. The children are not ready. Um the 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 village is not ready. Yeah. <laughs> the village is not ready. The world, if you will. The world. Okay, Visionary, we are back with more Visionary Speaks, and we are about to do the unsanctioned seven. The seven random questions that I do with every guest here on Sanctioned by Stephanie. It we repeat them, we rotate them. It's it's it is what it is. We'll figure it out. Um, visionary, your first <laughs> question. So confident than unconfident. No, that's, that's, that's we repeat them. We do them a lot. We're about to do this. Is my things. life. Okay. Um, first question. It's going to be a little gross. Okay, you ready for some? I'm gross? ready for gross. Have you ever blamed a fart on someone else? The dog. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I have. I have. Dogs' farts are nasty. They are. And they float. So when it became similar, I was like, nah, that ain't me. <laughs> and the sad part is she looked back at me like, bitch. <laughs> they give you that look like, yeah, yeah that was you. Your, 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 your yeah. child Yorkie wanted to disown you. The sad part is my husband didn't believe me. He ah. was like, I know. I know Balin farts. I know what those smell like. Don't your husband's like i'm a salmonier connoisseur of the dog part i know what a dog I know fart is what, uh, that's the same i know what your he ass knows smells the like farts better than mine He's like, I, know. No, I know her farts i know what your ass smells like too bitch oh my god that's real yes, love right no. there yeah what's your husband's name michael michael shout out to michael, michael. okay what's a strange nervous habit that you have 
because <laughs> I know we all have them. Um, oh, I'm a palm sweater. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm a foot sweater. I'm a, but nobody <laughs> gonna touch those. Like, it gets really awkward, especially mm-hmm. like at churches mm-hmm. when they make you hold hands. That's why I love. Oh. That's why I love COVID. Shockingly enough, I'm sorry, but that, and when they don't make you touch people, mm-hmm. that was my favorite part of coming back to any uh, AKA meeting because we used to hold each other's hymn through. Yeah, the, like we would hold hands through the hymn, and it's long as hell. So my hands were just getting progressively wet. <laughs> if you went moist, if you will, for all you listeners you're like, out there, you're and like, it's just you... progressively moist. And I hate that because it's like in my head, I'm thinking, can they feel that? Yeah. Can they feel it? Do they feel me sweating so much right now? Yeah. Like at one point, I seriously thought in my head that my hands were dripping. Like we were sharing a drip, (laughs) me and this person that I'm holding. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, is it just dripping? So I started to wear gloves for no reason. Okay. Like to meetings, I would wear gloves. So every time I knew we would do the him, I would hold with gloves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just bad. But yeah. Was it a good buffer? It was. It was. Until it's soaked through, you know, but that just means that the, it was too long. We was holding hands for way too damn long. We was holding hands yes. for way too hey, damn everybody long. Everybody stop holding hands, okay? <laughs> if he holds your hands and your hands sweat, he loves you. Hold my Come hand. On. Want you to hold my hand. Okay, next question. Um, What's a really random thing that you know? Like a, like a fact that you can just spout you spout off whenever something's going on you know it's not even random it was i was actually getting my uh lashes done one day josiah <laughs> not, no i'm just no, i can't get him the credit for that there's double up lashes baby mm, in mm. ferndale he does my aim browns but um okay. i was sitting with the lash lady and she was just talking about like she can't spurt off random facts like yeah. it's hard for her and i'm just going off with marvel facts like random because I am a Marvel act. Me and my husband, we watch all the Marvel movies. We did not oh, do a you comic guys are book. Comic nerds. We, we're like we're not even comic nerds. We're comic book movie nerds. You're like enthusiasts. We, we, yeah, yeah, we've watched every single Disney mm-hmm. Plus show. Like we we go back. Like okay. I can tell you all the Marvel movies in order. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because she's like, I don't even know what a topic I would have that I could riff off of. And then I went on and on and on mm-hmm. about the Spider Verse and about the multiverse. The and multiverse. About, <laughs> and I'm telling her about Thanos and I'm explaining to her how they all connect and Ant-Man and all these movies. Okay, I'm going to need to hire you to talk to my kid because he doesn't understand it either. (laughs) I mean, nobody should know these things, but it was just like, okay, I'm I'm really into this if I know this much information. I also know a lot about 90 Day Fiance if anybody wants to have that conversation. Oh, 90 Day Fiance. Oh my God. I don't know all, like, I know I I literally get all of my information from TikTok. After 90 days. Who was the when one you the in crazy, the 90 days? <laughs> the crazy, like, the chick from, like, was it Columbia or something? And her and the dude and the mom lived in the house and it was so it's, fucking it's bad. bad. Oh, my it God. Was that they're one so lady bad. who was fully off cocaine that was from oh, Michigan. They're all oh, yeah. Was wow. And she was, she like, was dating his out. cousin. Absolutely. And all that. I was like, that bitch got money on money on 90 money. 90 Day Fiance. She was wild. But yeah, 90 Day Fiance and RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm Hell keen yeah. to not about that <laughs> <laughs> all right next question what number are we on i got four okay next question is what is your funniest high school memory <laughs> ferndale oh, high school i know shout out to fhs go eagles um <laughs> go eagles. uh i don't even know like funniest high school moment 
I mean, I, I was in a lot. When I was in high mm-hmm. school, I was on dance team, cheer team, track. Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't even know what I could say. I mean, we did a lot of random performances. Like, we did... Uh, what was it called? Putting on the Ritz. Putting on the Ritz. Like, yeah. we just a lot of random dance performances. Yeah. Um, but the funniest moment would have to be something that I think was in my head. I don't uh-huh. remember if it would really happen or it was all in my head. But I feel like I was in the hall by myself. I got cornered by these guys. And I don't know why I felt like I was in danger. But (laughs) stranger danger. I remember like one of them grabbed me and I remember kicking off the wall and almost doing a backflip. Now, I don't know if that was a dream or reality, but it (laughs) happened to me. And now I'm reporting it live on the air. Reporting it live. um, I think I did that. I always have you ever like watch some things like those, you know, zombie movies are thinking you like, this is how I react in this situation. Like I would totally be flipping off walls. Like if I was in that situation, like there's a video that's surrounded around here about this guy who this girl let into the workout room. Did you see it? Yes, I did. And he tried to like grab, grab her, her and yeah. we're all in the bitch. Like, yeah, bitch, I would have grabbed the weight. I would have hit that. Ne-. Like, you don't know what you would do in that situation. I would for sure think I would grab a weight and knock him out. But there were also no weights around, but she's fighting for her life and she's kicking. And I'm like, what would I do in that situation? Automatically, I think Matrix. I'm gonna float on his ass. I'm gonna be doing all the things. I'm gonna do a stop doing kick. I'm a jujitsu, even though I'm never taking a class. Visionary going full Trinity. Oh, I'm going. going I feel full like it's Trinity. in me. Like yeah. I feel like in a past life, I also knew jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like I think that I have moments. I was all a the gay time. man. Yes, and I was a gay man, jiu-jitsu. so I could suck walk you and I could kick you in the face. <laughs> like I feel like it's in me because you know I don't know if anybody else does this, but I live my life like i'm in a movie and i just wake up and i just no, like every once in a while Truman back show. kick flip bow fall on the ground kick it back up like i think i can do these things i don't know why see i feel like i live in the truman show but you're like in uh john oh, wick part oh, two i am in you know, everything like- all at once if you ever seen that movie everything everywhere all at once yeah she lives multiple lives and she can bring them into her life at any point she can go through different points of her life at one point i knew jujitsu and i feel like i would fuck somebody up i feel like i would because i my husband always says like i've never really been in a full fight with anybody but i feel like I will fuck somebody up. You okay, know, so I don't here, know why. Here's the next. Here's the next question. We talked about past lives. Do you really believe in that? Yes. Yes. I, which is kind of weird because as a Christian, I don't think we're supposed to live believe mm-hmm. in past lives. I don't know if we only supposed to have one. I don't know what it says in the Bible. I didn't study it fully, but uh, you know, I, I think that like reincarnation is a thing. I think that we can all come back in in certain elements of life because it seems like we have memories from times we didn't have. Like, that's the only thing that I think, like, sometimes I'll connect to things that aren't a part of my actual life. And I have memories in my dreams of other lives. So I think, like, yeah, I think we can come back as multiple things and and surface level things like a table or something. So so you believe that souls move on? Yes. Yes. I believe in the afterlife. I love that. Yeah, I love that. So because like I I feel I feel a lot what you say, too, because I feel like. Yeah, there's there's definitely some kind of man in me. Yeah, that, <laughs> you know that, that other side, that Earl, that Earl. <laughs> I'm Earl and he's Earl. Urging <laughs> to get out. Yeah, no, yeah. I definitely because 
and I don't, I don't think it's in every single person, but I think specifically in me, like I, I have such an imagination yeah. that it's like, there's something in there. I'm that, just going to yeah. keep creating and creating. Yeah. And the way that I'm able to empathize with older people. Yeah. Like I'll be out here with the rest of them, like, fuck these kids, you know, because they're <laughs> trash. And it's just like having that moment with older people that I have more older friends now than I do younger friends. Well, you I, have an old soul. Hey, man, I, I just know that like life out here is trash and it was better back in the 70s and 80s <laughs> and 90s. I always say I wish I was born in like the 70s. Right. Right. Because it was a good time to be alive. Everybody was high. <laughs> and living, you know, all the fashion, the dancing, you know, mm-hmm. even in the midst of everything that was going on in the world, it just seemed like people was able to really enjoy themselves. I feel like we would tear up a disco back in the oh, day. Oh, God. Yeah, for it's sure. Disco Inferno. And Disco Inferno. Burn, baby, burn. Disco Inferno. It's hilarious because I got my dance team dancing to that. We're doing like a decades thing in Black History Month. And they dance into Disco Inferno and ring my bell. (laughs) And they're like, what are these songs? And I'm like, y'all got to get into this. (laughs) Because it was a good time to be alive. The person who was writing that was high. I read something that the best times versus now, music wise, Mm -hmm. was back in the 70s, 80s, and then then the the early 90s. Yes, for sure. That's why the next Diva Cup is going to be totally 80s. Non totally 80s. I'm going to get a Madonna outfit like this shit's going to be fucking lit. It's going to be crazy. All right. Next question. Um, What fictional character would you hate to be sat next to on a flight? (laughs) Um, Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. Why did that come to my mind? Why did that come to my mind just now? Because you, it, it was cause, my immediate you were a nerd and you were an anime freak. I mean, Johnny Bravo. Johnny he Bravo, like a terrible person. person to sit next to. And he was a douchebag, no. and he won't not talk to you. He is very confident. Mm-hmm. He big as hell, so you know he gonna take the armrest. I feel like Johnny Bravo or Dwight Schrute from the that, office. Oh yeah, we talking <laughs> about office. <laughs> she went annoying, actual annoying as fuck. Yes. I went n- annoying as fuck. No, I but would like, love to sit next to Dwight. You would? Yeah, I feel like he would have a lot of interesting conversation. I think you would learn from that conversation. You would learn about farming. Beats. Yeah. <laughs> but his philosophy on life, like now that I reevaluate Dwight's position, he was always just trying to give people the reality. Like when he set that fire in the office, like, no, yeah. bitch, you need to know how to get out of the room. <laughs> And clearly, we're unprepared. <laughs> like, that's why at the end, he became a great manager because he really daddy. did He's understand. Such a daddy. He understood the assignment, mm-hmm. and people were going through life <laughs> foolish. <laughs> And he's trying to save you, hoes. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. It's so fucking funny. I love funny. him. <laughs> All right. Last question. You are probably at the same part of your comedy career where I'm at right now. We're mm-hmm. about two and a half years in the game yeah. now. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? Ooh. Um, so for one, I want to have um, been on a a national TV show, Mm -hmm. you know, in that capacity. uh, I wanted to have like, not even necessarily large acting roles, but I want to have some acting roles and some local movies, but also some real top movies. Like I would love to be able to go to California during my off time of being off from school during the Mm -hmm. break and and shoot a movie. Yeah. Um, I would love to get on all deaf digital. Um, okay. Some kind of way and some kind of their platform. I follow them often. I feel like I'm on par with their comedian style and 
things like that, roast meat and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be yeah. great to have some representation with that. And um, I would like to do more hosting. I like hosting a lot. Yeah. Um, so I would love to I get, feel like get I feel like a, it's probably like I feel such a kinship with you, like honestly, because I feel like we're both grown ass women. Yeah, we've been through some shit in our yes. life you know and, and we're like not jealous of each other and we aren't know? like i i honestly like like you uh and a lot of the other women in the comedy community toy mm-hmm. fucking um heather kyle melanie heather kyle's yeah, t-barb t-barb everybody is just like so fucking like loving and mm-hmm. understanding and because they understand that we're all from the same kind of struggle you know yeah. we all have our own different things but we all have our own thing that we're going through and you know like i i honestly it like i want to do more shows just so i can like promote the fuck out of you yes. women you know yes. what i mean like that's, and that's my what thing. i want too. like yeah. i think that um, the way that I've been able to move through the comedy game is just because I've always been inclusive. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not no. You've never been a hater. Yeah, I'm not like it, it, even when I didn't win competitions, I was just happy to be there. You know, a lot yeah. of times it was just like I stayed and I support and what's for me will always be for me, and what's not for me won't won't be, be for, for me. me. And yeah. I'm okay with the separation of such. Yeah. Where if I don't get an opportunity or say I don't win, even in situations where it's like, I should have been one. Right. I still feel like, well, maybe that's a lesson, you know, even it's weird. Like even at the diva cup. Yeah. Like when I didn't make that first round, I I literally turned to my friend who was sitting there and I was like, you know what girl, this happens, you know? And it's just another way to like, you know, humble me and, 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 and make me appreciate what this. is yeah. for me and mm-hmm. just go to the next level. Like it, I never absolutely. feel like I have a loss. I always win right. because I grow from these situations. So like, I think it's just a matter of like, when I get the opportunity and I have a platform, mm-hmm. I am going to be that door that opens up to other people that I've met along the way yeah. that have helped me. Like, I love that about Tiffany Haddish and, and the, they're here, they ready, yep, you know, that yep, type of thing. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like you look back and you, I think that that's who I am. I'm the type of person that'll bring people up. Yeah. And, and want us all to share. Those life. are the kind of women I only fuck with. Like Ronnie Chanel. Ronnie yeah. Chanel has been a big, like, she's always giving me time. She's always giving me a platform mm-hmm. when I, if, if I want a spot, she'll give it to me. Like all of us, like all of us women in this game, Kara Karachi. Yeah. Um, Robin Gillerin, uh, Elena Gonzalez, mm-hmm. amazing women who all help bring each other up. Tam white, too. Yeah, Tam, love Tam, Tam and Hip Prof. Tam I'll and be Hip Prof soon. You going to Hip Prof? Yeah, I, it's I won. It's fun as hell. It's I won fun once. as hell. It, it was, it was crazy. I love mm-hmm. the show. I love, like I said, improv comedy. Yeah, it's, it's so off the cuff and so good. So shout out to Tam and everything she got. It's going so on. authentic. Like, mm-hmm. and Hip Prof is a really good show that like everybody just needs yes. to see. To be Combines honest, hip hop like, and comedy together. Mm-hmm. That's and beautiful. shout out to Jake Russell too because yes, he Jake, does an Jake. amazing, amazing job with that shit too. Oh. I I, I didn't rim Jake up many a time when he didn't pick me for something. <laughs> I'd be like, jerk. It was so funny because the first time I did hip hop, it was online. Uh huh. <laughs> and it was, it got down to me. I, the finalist was me and this other guy. And we went back and forth, back and yeah. forth, back and forth. And I, I, I told her, I was like, once I, he ended up picking him. And we both did an excellent job. It was like, it was one or mm-hmm. the other. But he ended up picking him. And I was like, see, that's why you don't protect black women. <laughs> 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 and it's been like that ever 
every single time from now on. It's just and, like, Jake, and Jake is, and he's so uh, biased and he really does judge fairly. But I always hit him with that. You don't but, protect black women. But jo- but I will say, I will say Jake Russell is, <laughs> he, he is a protector of all yes, women. He, he really is I just a good like guy. To mess with him. He is. But you know, he was like, like every time I, I told him that, he's like, oh man, <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. Oh man. And I know I was just messing with him. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I love Jake Russell. Yeah, great. We what a good Jake. guy. Are you are you uh going out to Mike's and uh working on some stuff lately or what you doing? Um Are we I, waiting until summertime? I no, I'm definitely gonna be out here. Like I said, um I'll be hitting New Way and all my regular spots. Um I'm also Have you have you done Trixie's like open mic? No, I haven't. You should go you check it out. Me to Trixie's. Jake so Jake, Jake's running that. Now. Okay, well yeah. yeah, I'll go. I'll go to support and like um I did uh Sign up for the Detroit Women in Comedy Fest. So hopefully uh, I'll hear back from them about that. I, I wanna I hope I hope that, that you scene. I hope you get a spot. I signed I really up too, do. but like I was on last year, so I don't care if they put yeah. me on or not. I but didn't you make know. it last year. Once again, a guy was humbling me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it, <laughs> he was humbling me again. Love you, Lord. Um, no, I didn't I, men I don't think shit. it was yeah, men ain't shit. <laughs> I don't think it was the Detroit Women in Comedy. I missed that one. That okay. one because sometimes I, if I'm honest with myself about my workload, like the way I my my drive in comedy is I don't always like I'm I'm not even being like funny, but I'm very talented, mm-hmm. but I don't put myself out there. Yeah, that's that's what my downfall yeah. is. It's not that I'm not talented. No, enough to I don't. Be out reach, here. I don't reach out as much as I should either. I'm t- but I'm at least like, you got you didn't held shows. It. You didn't started shows like I did a, a during my first year of comedy. I did a hour special in my backyard on my 30th birthday. I filmed it myself. The nigga rolled off with the uh, footage. So I never seen it again. I'm coming for you. If I see you out here, I will catch you. You know who you are. But uh, I did a special and all this. I feel like I had so much. We need to redo your special. Oh, we got to. I, I feel like I had so much um, momentum during the pandemic. You know, I got off. big plans so I can help you Come out. Come on. That. I'm ready I can to help you out with production. You see the vision. Yeah. But like, I, I really did have so much momentum. Mm-hmm. And then I got out here and started working again, like yeah. in person. Yeah. And it slowed me down completely. Like I, I get I, it. Even when I have more time, it's like I don't have an excuse because I work in school, so I'm off by like three o'clock. Mm-hmm. I could do a lot more. But even when like I, I kind of save it for the summer when I have nothing else to do. I think like if I push myself a little bit more, I think I would be a lot further. But then again, I also believe that everything happens for a reason. So whenever I need to sit the fuck down, and maybe that was a yeah. time when I should have been sitting down because mm-hmm. if I would have went out, something would have happened. Yeah. Or whatever but i do wish i would put myself out there more so that's why i did mike's class yeah because i wanted to give myself consistency i have to be Mm -hmm. in this class every Mm -hmm. week doing this Mm -hmm. and not only that but it was networking yeah and uh, meeting with him he had just filmed his netflix special and i was like you know what it would be good we met the tubi guy yeah Yeah, true. He's wild. He is um, wild. He Those is, stories are wild. Oh my god! Man. The Girl, people I how met. Long, how many him? stories we had to sit through? So many. <laughs> and you like know what? He came in all... and he was like, "I want to talk today." But I really appreciate it all. Yeah, of it was all yeah. honest. It was very honest. But he is a wild guy, and I, I did a random. Uh, you did too. Did you go to the uh, when we had to do the? Um, I did not monologue. audition. I was at I was the at the audition. I was at the Lions game. Yes, that yeah. was that day. It was just he, Mike spurred on us a random audition. It was he random was like, as fuck, and I was like, I'm we going to the Lions game. We thought we were having a class, and now all of a sudden we auditioning for this movie that's coming out. I'm like, Jesus Lord, I did not come ready for this. 
But um, I appreciate that element of it. But that's why I wanted to do the class. Because yeah. one, I, I do a lot of um, non-clean comedy. And I wanted to learn how to branch Same. over. Same. And be able. Because I have been offered to do churches. And I always mm-hmm. kind of weird away from them. Because that's not necessarily my crowd, but I'm also a religious kid. So yeah, I'm like, how no. can that not be my crowd? I just got to learn how to not put bitch in it. It's it's crazy because the thing is, is like, I really soul searched back to my Catholic roots when I went through all the things that I was trying to do with Mike's class. And I was like, okay, what could I say in front of mm-hmm. my priest? Right. What could I say? And so I did, I ended up uh, creating that down river bit. Because I feel like I can say that to In anybody, priest, you know. Yeah. Um, but right now, I'm going real hard with it. I'm going with the real clean? sexual. I'm going real sexual. It's still I'm clean, real but it's sexual? Di- no, I'm going real oh, dirty. Oh, you're going raunch. I'm going raunch. I'm going okay. raunch right now. I can I'm going raunch right now because I got, I got some really funny shit. Yeah. That, like, you know. And you know what it is? It's like. It's not all just what we have in our head. Yeah. It's yeah. our girlfriend's. It's the things I'm that we for the hear. Community We're talking here. for the village. Yes, yeah. Yes, We're yes. talking for the village. So like the things that I have to say, like I'm talking a lot of stuff about having sex on Viagra, yes. things like that, you know. Speak your truth, queen. Went a little crazy <laughs> when going a little crazy with it. But, you know, it's good to have that clean set. Yeah. And that's what Mike really brought mm-hmm. out of all of us is like um, we understand like out of you and me for mm-hmm. sure yeah because he's like i understand you both are working comics like yeah there's like probably one or two other working comics that were in our class yeah, yeah. you know they're all within the same year yeah. range but they haven't yeah. been at the same same level. thing yeah same thing but it was like but with with you i kind of felt the same thing because i was like the first time i saw you like you were sassy as fuck <laughs> you're you're always sassy you are always yes. sassy but the first time I saw you, you were really sassy. And then like when we got into the class with you, I was like, I was like, oh, visionary is here for the same reason I am mm-hmm. to clean her ass up, yes. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and learn how to tone it down. And it, it and is it was. difficult. It just made you yeah. really have to hone in on it. And uh, sometimes, like I said, when we got up there on that stage and we saw our classmates fall far from God up exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> it was like, oh, they didn't understand the assignment. Not at all. And it was funny because, like, I quit the class, like, three times. I'm not kidding. <laughs> that like, must have been behind I, the scenes. I told I, I, this was all behind the scenes. That's I, I, hilarious. I told Mike, I was like, I was like, text. I was like, uh, after, well, the, the last time was after the Lions game. I was like, um... I'm really annoyed right now. <laughs> like I was like, everyone's giving me a shit. And I was like, but we've had, this was supposed to be a six week class and we've right. had 13 weeks of it. It's and so I'm much. sorry, I have to miss one, yeah. you know? And, uh, and it was so funny, but, but I really learned a lot from Mike. Yeah. You did too. Just his I know. Tutelage and, and just seeing him, um, and having, and having people like T-Barb and Josh and yeah, I love yeah. that. He yeah. brought in somebody every week, some, yep. some new local comic, um that's making strides in in, yeah. in comedy and i could appreciate that and it was just it was it was very um informative yeah, yeah yeah very eye-opening mm-hmm. you know and, and for me it wasn't even a writing tip like it wasn't yeah. on a writing tip i didn't learn Mm-mm. as much i i learned um one i'm very good at punching up other people's shit yes you are like you I'm, are. I'm a good writer mm-hmm. snl if you're listening yeah 
I'd love to go in the background. Like that's the best thing about these classes. Like I've took, I took, I took Ridley's class. I took my uh, Bill Bouchard's class. I took uh, Mike Green's class at one night stands when Mm -hmm. he had it last summer. Um, And I've taken Mike's class. And I will say that's the one thing that like I learned about myself. I'm like, God, I can punch the hell out of punch people's jokes. I'm, Sometimes we're good at helping others more than we are. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes we're good at helping yeah, others more than ourselves. Like, I should be able to do this. But so yeah. why don't you go ahead and lay down everything that you got going on in the next coming, like, whatever. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, so like I said, <laughs> I'm be raising your kids. <laughs> right. Like I said, um, I'm very low key about uh, actually getting booked. For Mm -hmm. myself, like Mm -hmm. eventually I'm going to have to like really get an agent and things like that to really um, help me out. But um, some things to look forward to that you can um, find when you follow me on Comedian Visionary Speaks on all platforms, baby. Facebook, Twitter links, all of them. Twitter links. The Twitter links. Twitter links. And um, Instagram and YouTube. If you go back, I used to, and I'm going to bring it back, the 2020 podcast. It was 2020 Vision Podcast. I used to have that. And it's on my YouTube. Go on um, Comedian Visionary Speaks and watch them old. It's kind of like the uh, beginning versus episodes. It's got real trash editing. It's and the origin story mic. of Visionary. Oh, it's a <laughs> terrible mic. It got better over time. But go back and watch those episodes because I actually had some very prolific topics and, and guests. I used yeah. to have guests on there and we would talk about like the black community and the LGBTQIA community and what's the the difference and the and the issues. We talked about the election. We talked about um, being new to comedy. It's so many good topics on there. Yeah. So even though the quality is down, the topics is good. So please go back and watch some episodes. But I will be on um, Hip Prov. I'll be posting because Steffi Ann didn't tell me I had to bring the dates and shit. <laughs> so this is all off the top of my head. I'll be on, on hip hop. Hopefully, I'll be on Detroit Women of Comedy. Hell then, yeah, girl! Um, there's a Detroit Comedy Fest too that I will, um, I'm applying for. Oh, Motor City! I'm gonna Motor I'm City. About yeah, sign. Motor City. I'm about yeah. to do that. You know, every time you apply to those, you got to put that twenty dollars aside yep. and shit. So I've been waiting to separate my twenty dollars between the last time I applied. So yep. <laughs> I'll be doing that. Um, also, I, I just more open mics, um, but more so building up that content of both clean and raunchier comedy. And of course, I'll be at the Laugh Factory in June of 2024. Yeah. So it's all building up towards that because that's my graduating show. I actually okay. did um, the Laugh Factory last year. Took about nine cousins down there with me to L.A. <laughs> we got a house. That should have been a fucking co- the comedy a reality series. show. That was a reality show. Yeah, nine yeah. cousins who haven't seen each other in years <laughs> reconnect during True the pandemic story. and come up with a cousin strip. <laughs> this is like to, the new real exactly, world. Exactly. To go see a cousin do comedy. But um, that was a it was an amazing time. And we enjoyed ourselves. So that okay. was last year. And because I made it through that round. Yeah. I, this is now considered my graduate show. Well, I'm really super proud of you. Thank I'm really you. super. I'm super happy that we became good Comedy friends. Comedy sisters. Like, yes, for real. Yes. You are my sister. And yeah. and literally, like, if I get some shows, I'm totally bringing you Please, on. Please, honey. I bring the energy. Yeah. Energy. Energy. Outside joke, you have was, no idea. Outside joke, you have no idea. And I was like, I can't say N-I-G. 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 Anyway, um, you guys, thank you all for listening to Sanctioned yes. by Stephanie every week. I appreciate each and every one of you, um, especially Paul Pipitone, oh, um, no. the Italian stallion. The Italian stallion. Love him. <laughs> uh, 
I'm dying right now. Okay. So Diva Cup 4 mm-hmm. is going to be at Parts and Labor Bar. Visionary is going to be one of the judges. The Ew. other the other celebrity judge is going to be the Brett Solferino, as he was introduced to me over two years ago. The Brett Solferino. The. And um, we are also going to have, I hope, the beautiful Jenna Marshy uh, as our bartender at Parts and Labor. Please come out to Diva Cup Please. 4. It is going to be April 8th at 8 p.m. at Parts and Labor. They got food. They got bomb ass food yes and we can fit up to about 200 people in get that place if we if we really really push it we can get that many we people can get in that there. we're gonna get that many we're gonna people. get people we're gonna claim this we're gonna now. get these people we're gonna the get these people. people will come down river i'm coming home coming yes. home so anyway, thank you for listening. Um, and as always, follow me on Instagram at the Down River Diva and make sure you like and follow Sanctioned by Stephanie. Thank you all and good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.